Hi, this is Gaurav and you're listening to Quarantine and Chill. And today I'm going to be talking about a really interesting movie that I saw, Parasite. And if you haven't been living under the rocks, chances are that you have definitely heard about this movie. And it has been making waves all across the globe, especially uh, since the Academy Awards where it became the first foreign film ever to win the best picture. And it also won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival in 2019. So yeah. It's a pretty big movie but if you haven't seen it please pause right now and go watch it. It's such an interesting movie and such a refreshing takes on things that are very obvious to most people but it has been told over so brilliantly and today I'm actually going to be talking about the philosophy of parasite what it really means and why it is being celebrated all across the globe. Uh, so before we begin let me do a very quick recap Parasite is a 2019 South Korean dark comedy thriller directed by Bong Joon-ho who has also made movies like The Snowpiercer The Host Memories of Murder and if you haven't seen them you really should but if you have seen them you realize that Parasite is the natural progression in the series of those movies The story revolves around the Kims who live in semi-basement apartments in Korea and uh, have temporary low paying jobs and are really struggling to make their ends meet and the parks who belong to the wealthy section of the society so kiwu who is the son of kitek cons his way into the house of the parks when mrs park hires him to tutor her daughter dahe as a replacement to the current tutor who is leaving to go abroad so subsequently the kims infiltrate the house of the parks by recommending uh, each other for the jobs of art therapist driver housekeeper and displacing the current staff of the parks and when everything seems to be sailing smooth for them just right in the middle of the movie they discover that the previous housekeeper has been hiding her husband in the basement of the parks and she tries to reach a negotiation with the kims but uh, things really go downhill from there and the movie takes a dramatic shift in tone all leading up to a horrifying end to the aspirations of the kims and the death of couple of characters in the process during what i must call was the worst birthday party ever it was a real mess and in all this drama it is easy to miss uh, what bong is really trying to tell us what parasite actually means and who are the real parasites when asked about the title bong said uh, because the story is about the poor family infiltrating and creeping into the rich house it seems very obvious that parasite refers to the poor family but if you look at it the other way you can say that the rich family they're also parasites in terms of labor they can't even wash dishes they can't drive themselves and so they leech off the poor family's labor and to be honest pong is really successful in conveying this message throughout the film using strong symbolism that reappears throughout the movie for me i personally felt that it was a masterclass on class critique and what it should have always been he could have easily made a poverty porn you know rich bad poor sad kind of story but things are never in absolutes in real life and there are always gray areas and parasite is the spotlight on those gray areas the plot delves into the psychology of the working class the fabric of relationships and families and about how out of touch the rich and the elites are in a modern capitalist world and so let's begin our analysis with that first in mind
In a particular scene uh, where Mr. Park walks up in the living room and the lights are automatically on and off and he says that he had always thought that they were automatic when they were, we find out later that they were actually being operated by the housekeeper's husband and he was actually banging his head on the toggle switch. This reflects on the sense of entitlement of the rich where they think that things automatically fall in place and they take them for granted where in fact it is usually the hard work of someone else down the ladder. But of course they don't know because they never look down. Remember that scene where Parks were getting on the couch and Kims were hiding below the table? Although they could smell someone's presence in the room, they never cared to look down. and you may be tempted to say that i might be reading between the lines too much but in another scene when kiwu is hiding below the bed of the daughter of the parks dahai she never cares to look down who the dog is staring at because the rich never look down another quirk of the parks parasite talk about is the obsession with the usness we get the first glimpse when we see tasong playing around and shooting arrows in what is an american indian costume and they even plan a birthday party on the same thing meanwhile exploiting their staff by making them participate and excusing it as a part of the job hilariously enough mrs park can also been seen dropping a few sentences in english here and there and she tops it up by dubbing kiwu as kevin giving him a new american english name in a way stripping him of his own personal identity because apparently us english means superior in a lot of cultures also she gets serious about hiring jessica after kevin mentions that she went to a university in illinois this obsession with usness is actually visible in a lot of cultures around the world and quite amplified in the wealth of sections in those cultures The parks probably do not understand a thing about the rich heritage associated with the traditional dress but the show do find it cool and this in a way is a satire on a lot of people in the world Parasite also talks about the internal class fights and the disunity among the working class. In the first act, we see a lady supervisor who herself might not be earning much to be honest, deducting 10% of the pay of the Kims due to defective pizza boxes when they were already being paid so low. Then we see Kibu and Jessica talking through her and asking her to ditch and fire another of her employee. Then of course in the second act we see them replacing the current staff one by one including the old housekeeper who herself is struggling financially when Kitek says he kind of feel bad for them Jessica shouts and interjects and says that we are the ones that need help worry about us okay this is reflective of the cutthroat competition for resources amongst the working class and a cause of apathy and envy towards each other because everyone is in the same boat and they're just trying to look out for themselves then bong jun also takes this opportunity to subtly comment on the nature of relationships when quizzed by kitek if he loves his wife mr park laughs and says that her wife has no talent for housework but yeah let's call it love this is in stark contrast with kitek who saves the medal of his wife during floods because it holds sentimental value for her The Park couple are motivated to stay together with each other for wealth and satisfying physical needs but the Kims are tied together more closely because they are in this game of survival together and have to look out for each other just in order to survive 
The Kim family is closely knit as compared to the Parks, maybe because they live so closely in apartments, which has translated into stronger bonds compared to the Parks, who live in spacious homes with separate rooms for every member and who rarely have time for each other. Bong develops the background of all of this in the movie using symbols and motifs. Right from the first shot by establishing the levels at which the characters live, levels that are not present just in terms of their income but also where they actually live. The parks who are the wealthiest, uh, they live at the top literally and figuratively. Their house has a luxurious sprawling lawn, a wide view glass window and plenty of access to sunlight. Sunlight and windows uh, being the motive that he even used in Snowpiercer, symbolizing prosperity. The Kims live in a level below that. Their semi-basement apartment has one small window with limited view of the outside, which is a strong contrast to the parks. And then there's the former housekeeper's husband who has been living at the lowest level, the basement with no windows or access to sunlight. These levels serve as a strong reference to the class inequality between the families. And to make it more clear, look how he uses the access to technology to reinforce this idea. The parks have good internet, they even communicate using walkie-talkies. The games struggle to receive the Wi-Fi signal, and the basement dwellers are still using Morse code. I was blown away when I observed this little detail. The second tool Bong uses is staircase. There are freaking lot many shots of stairs. But surprisingly, the parks are almost never seen climbing down the stairs. They talk and give orders to people standing at the other end of the stairs and are always looking downwards. And it won't take much effort to realize that the stair alludes to the fact that Kims will have to really climb up a lot of stairs, like a real lot of stairs to even think about reaching to the parks. And it is almost virtually impossible that they would ever be able to reach to their level. Statistically speaking, a very small fraction of people on this planet will really end up being millionaires and only a handful of them will end up being billionaires. And I don't mean to discourage you but you'll have to be really 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 lucky to break into that club. And this divide is only ever so increasing. The rich continue to hoard enormous amounts of wealth while people down the ladder struggle to afford even their basic needs. And there are just too many obstacles and checks in place to make sure that nobody from down reaches up. And if you think that merit alone will get you there, you cannot be more wrong. Kivu's friend Min acknowledged that Kivu was far superior than his university friends in English. And even Mrs. Park was satisfied with his skills that she decided to hire him after the first session. But the real reason he got into that place was because he was recommended by Min to Mrs. Park. At one point, Mrs. Park says that she only hires if she knows that the person herself or on the recommendation of someone she knows well. Connections matter to her. Connections matter to the elite. And this is reflective in the never-ending debates we have about nepotism, be it in politics or in showbiz. With star kids who are at best average, most of the times, uh, they get a head start over a more talented candidate who has zero to none connections and who are always caught in the never-ending loop of struggles. It is true that Kims may have used unethical ways to get the jobs, but there's really not much to argue about the fact that they were all competent for the roles which they were hired for. Kiu is excellent at English, 
Jessica is an artist herself if her forgery skills are any proof and Keetek is good driver acknowledged by Mr. Park and Chang Sung does really well enough for a housekeeper. Her culinary skills evident when she makes randon without knowing at first what it really was on such a quick notice. But for some reason they knew that they didn't belong there despite being skillful. The scene right before the birthday party where Kivu asks Tahai, the daughter of the parks, if he really fits into that setting is a proof of the constant feeling of being an imposter that lingers in his head. A part of reason why he's laughing at the end at the doctor and the detective is because he knows that there are people at places at which they shouldn't be and there are people who should be at those places but they aren't and they were always kind of reminded that there was a certain line that they shouldn't cross no matter how talented were they which brings us to motive number three the smell which has been used to establish the inescapable poverty the kims lived in da song the youngest in park sniffs him chang suk and tells that jessica smells the same in another instance, Mr. Park talks about Keetek that he is definitely a competent driver who never crosses the line but his smell does and he can smell him from the back of his car and describes it as a subway smell, the subway being the mode of the transportation of the commoners. We see the motive of smell used again the last time at Taosong's birthday party scene where Mr. Park holds his breath while picking up the car keys from the ground which triggers Keetek and he snaps and stabs him. Kim, while eating dinner, talk about the smell and Kibu suggests that they used to need different soaps and shampoos to do their laundry separately to which Jessica interjects that it is the smell of the semi-basement that they can't get rid of. It is the truth that they can't escape. And then in the final act comes the last motive, the water. Water is such a significant part of the film that they decided to build the set in an actual water tank. The whole neighborhood was a part of the set that had been assembled using doors and boards and other objects from actual poor abundant neighborhoods. Bong Joon has been incorporating the ideas around environment and impact of climate change on different sections of society from a long time, which he thoroughly explores in Snowpiercer and Okja as well. The flood scene in Parasite is a nod to it as well as acts as a brilliant device to deepen the theme and deliver a final blow while the heavy rains act as a minor inconvenience to the rich parks who had just to cancel a trip. For the Kims and several others, it is a catastrophe. Their houses have submerged into the sewage water that flows from the top hills to the bottom basement as they struggle to keep and save valuable belongings. All of them are forced to leave their homes and seek shelter in a nearby gymnasium while the parks find themselves in the confines of their home enjoying the beautiful weather. And what better way to understand it than look at what has been going on in the world. The rich and the elites being tone deaf and posting on the internet how we are in this together and how we are going to make it out of this pandemic situation while sitting in the million dollar apartments while common people all across the world have lost their loved ones, they've lost their source of incomes, their livelihoods. and with no hope of this catastrophe ending in the foreseeable future. Just like how Mrs. Park says that the heavy rains created blue skies and reduced pollution, you can see thousands of people talking about how clear the skies are, how clear the waters are, but for the kings of the world, it has been a first nightmare and they have been displaced and are struggling to, to survive daily. And no matter which disaster, the common people are always going to be at the short end of the stick and this is something that Bong is really trying to communicate.
Bong has achieved with this movie is nothing short of sorcery. The movie is a perfect amalgamation of satire, horror, drama, and it's tough to draw lines because it seems to draw elements across genres. It is very appropriately paced, neat and clear, and with an interesting plot that keeps you guessing, supported by an exceptional cast. The movie keeps toying with the viewers with enough foreshadowing which you will be able to catch yourself only during a second watch, which I did. For example, Mrs. Park at one instant talks about how difficult it is to manage Da Song and that none of his teachers lasted more than a month and boom, by the end of the movie, Jessica's dead too. Or for example, while describing the old housekeeper, Mr. Park says that the old housekeeper was nice and good but she always ate enough for two, which we later find out was for her husband in the basement. And if it wasn't enough, Kiwu for a total of three times exclaims throughout the movie, it's all metaphorical and it really is. Thank you for being patient and listening to me talk about something I really enjoyed and uh, this uh, podcast was initially supposed to be recorded along with my good friend Bucha but uh, due to some technical errors I could not salvage the last recording and so I'm doing it alone but we'll get him the next time. If you like this episode please let me know and if there's suggestions and something that you would want me to discuss I will be happy to hear that and yeah we'll see you in the next episode bye